Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, on Super or uh, Wild Card Weekend. I'm, I'm getting a little ahead of myself here. My team's super not in it. Super Wild Card. Yeah, weekend. Super Super Wild Card Weekend. That's right. Um, we are the Ballhawks podcast on this Saturday evening, and it looks like my co-host for the day is none other than Chad Ochocinco Johnson, but it's actually Chris. In case you guys couldn't tell from. Um, that money ginger facial hair of his what's happening today dude hey buddy what's going on um yeah happy to be here um we've been saying it all day we're, we're kind of idiots for not doing this sooner um we texted each other this morning at like 11 o'clock we're like guess we really should have probably done like a playoff preview hey <laughs> and she's like yeah we probably should have and i'm like would have been smart right well like I guess we could still do it today and we're like, keep it. How do we hold ourselves account accountable so that we're not like, but uh, it's just a mess here we are. Yeah. Just a mess. We're, we're a mess. Hey guys, we're, we're, you know, this is our first time podcasting during playoffs. So yeah. we're learning with you. We're learning with you. Um, we're of course a part of the Dean Blundell network. Uh, you can find us over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. Uh, you can find my account at Phillips Chris Twelve. Uh, Steve probably said his, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I was tricking you this time. I specifically just motored through it. Yeah. How was uh, How was your Saturday? Oh, Saturdays are always great. Love Saturdays. I love Saturdays a little yeah. more when football's playing too. I I, I find that out about myself. Um, you know, I, sometimes I, I wait for the Sunday mm-hmm. game, and and you know, I get a little restless. So. Whenever I can have a Saturday of football followed by a Sunday of football. And this year, for the first time ever in the NFL history, it's going to be followed by a Monday night football game. Uh, three days of football in the playoffs. I love it because at this time of the year, you kind of get fewer games and you know that the game uh, shelf life is coming to an end. And it's kind of the the bittersweet moment as you get close to uh, the Super Bowl. So... Let's jump right in here. Uh, I guess we should first mention we did hold ourselves accountable for our predictions. Um, I was kind of strong-armed into this one a little bit. Um, our good buddy Liam, who's, uh, I guess, the show's resident Cincinnati Bengals fan, uh, texted me a couple hours ago and said, yeah, I did see your stupid picks. And I said, well, come on, man. We, we both knew I wasn't going... Like, there's no way in hell I was picking... Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. So I got that one wrong. Um, what a finish that one was. We'll talk about that in a second. And uh, I did hit on the Buffalo Bills. Um, I think I remember your picks, but uh, who did you have for today? I had the Bengals, the, uh, you know, the the new kids on, on the block. 
uh, picking up the win over the Raiders. Um, and I took the Patriots. Yikes. <sighs> yeah, I, I just I, I was I was picking kind of mostly based on coaching there. Um, you know, Belichick being the the evil wizard that he is. Um, but uh, hats off to Sean McDermott and Josh Allen and the Bills Mafia uh, for, for pulling out, uh, I mean, not just pulling out the win, but uh, just uh, stomping Sheer a domination. mud hole in Oof. the chest of the New England Patriots a la Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that game in just a couple minutes here. Let's. Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. I, I just wanted to add uh, for anyone that, that is joining us tonight, if you guys want to join in on the chat and call Steve and I out on our terrible picks, be sure to join us over on our YouTube page, uh, Ball Hawks Podcast. You can uh, jump in the comments there, and we'll see them live on air. So uh, come join us over on YouTube. Uh, but we're happy if you're just watching on Twitter as well. Totally. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people still realize that you. Uh, there, there's some sort of mix up with Twitter and restream and you, you're not allowed to comment on there. So if you are looking to join the conversation, we'd love to have you just make sure you do that on uh, YouTube or even our Facebook uh, account. We should also give a little shout out to our sponsors. You're rocking the bad tattoo uh, brewing here in Kelowna, that hat. Um, we do have Chris is wearing his um uh, <laughs> I wasn't set up to uh, start taking my shirt off on camera here, but uh, Chris is rocking our newest sponsor, Lake Therapy Apparel. We're going to show some of that uh, swag off on our usual episode tomorrow, so make sure you check that out. Uh, But if you did want to go check out their website, you get a discount. I don't know about you, Chris, but I love paying less money for cool things. So if I'm going to buy cool things and I can get 10% off by using the code BALLHAWKS, uh, you can do that at lakeTherapyApparel.ca. They've got some really sweet stuff. Um, I think I have six things in my cart right now. I'm just deciding whether I want to add more before I hit the the old take my money button. Um, so you should too. Lots of really cool little kids stuff, I should say. There's there's a couple uh, a couple little sweaters I'm getting the kids so they can rock that in the the spring when we start camping. Um, Okay, let's give the Bengals a little bit of credit here. First playoff win since before the internet web was invented. Like the, the... This is, this is the first time that anybody will have ever been able to send a text message about the Bengals winning a playoff game. Like, you can even Bengals send those messages through, like, AOL or anything like that. Or, like, MSN Bengals Messenger. last playoff win was 1991. The first text message was not sent until 1992. <laughs> so, so, our, our buddy Liam, to... uh, I, I, uh, I had to message him. I, I remembered he was either one year or two years younger than me. So, he was one and a half years old. One and a half years old the last time the Bengals won uh, a playoff game. So... Congratulations, that, that, Liam. That half. Yeah, one and a half. Well, you know, when you're a toddler, everything's like, I'm one in three quarters. And you're like, oh, my gosh, how do you know how to do fractions already? Like, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, my daughter will be like, well, she's seven now. So once she's seven and a half, she'll be seven and a half right up until like the day of her birthday. <laughs> you got to start seven te- and a half. 
I'm like, no, kiddo, your birthday's in a week. Like, Yeah, it's actually a really good time to start teaching your kid about fractions. Get out like the old tape measure and be like, okay, you're over a half now. Like maybe you're seven and five eighths right now. <laughs> mm, I oh, could like maybe you don't pull out math. some like new era fitted hats to teach them at. Yeah. But like the measuring tape, you have to remember like these hands work in an office. <laughs> they are pretty uh, baby butt smooth there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so never swung a hammer. (laughs) So the Bengals win against the Las Vegas Raiders 26 to 19. Um, you know, I, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched, I was over at my parents' house. I watched a little bit into the, you know, the, the second half, the third quarter. I, I finished the game up as, as I was, you know, got home from their house. It didn't, seem that close when you were watching it it seemed like the Bengals kind of dominated uh most of the game Joe Burrow was uh sensational protected the football um you know 244 yards two touchdowns uh the Raiders did hold uh Joe Mixon to just 48 yards on the ground and just 28 through the air that's impressive uh rookie Jamar Chase Picking up right where he left off in the regular season, he uh, just continues to prove that he can dominate NFL competition. Uh, 116 yards. He even had three carries for 23 yards. Uh, he was kind of the the story for for most of it. What did you think of the game, Chris? Yeah, I was uh, I was at work, so I was trying to watch it on my phone. I was kind of watching bits and pieces here and there. Um, I. I think Jamar like he he finished the game with a good stat line but it took a while for him to get his first catch of the game if I'm not mistaken um but uh yeah I mean l- like you said it you know the it, it felt like the Bengals were gonna run away with it yeah. and then you know they suffered uh, a few injuries on the defensive side of especially on that uh, D line I mean they yeah. lost Trey Hendrickson I think they lost a couple other guys as well um and you know josh jacobs uh on the raiders side just suddenly just you know gained ahead of steam and yeah and kind of put the team on his back and said all right boys let's go like we're not out of this out of the out of this thing yet so um what a fun finish that was a super fun finish i mean the the raiders did get a little bit of help on a uh on a, a roughing the passer call that uh Derek Carr did a great job of selling um you know uh m- maybe uh Tony Khan can look at signing Derek Carr to an AEW contract or something like that cuz uh his selling is is uh next level um but hey you know that that's gamesmanship especially in the playoffs like you got to do those little things and every yard counts so if you can try to pick up a few extra by you know throwing your head back and and the ref falls for it then hey good on you i mean they did owe the the raiders something i I know you've seen it on twitter um burrow's scrambling out to his right just before he steps out of bounds he chucks a dart it's kind of like crossing the threshold of uh of the end zone and you just hear the loudest whistle possible and kind of like you see a couple raiders dbs just like freeze and stop for that split second uh, and Tyler Boyd catches the touchdown. There's, you know, a little bit of confusion. You can see Raiders players kind of looking at each other, looking to the sidelines. Like, um, I don't know. I, I can't speak for, you know, what if or, or who did it. I don't know the details of all of that stuff. Um, 
a bit of a job on the Raiders, I guess you could say. Um, it, it's a game of inches. It's a game of, you know, fractions of seconds. Who knows if a guy could have, you know, thrown a hand in there. Um, uh, I, I, I didn't honestly watch it, uh, you know, enough to have an opinion on whether uh, they got screwed. But I think I saw on Twitter that the official rule is if a whistle from a, an official goes during the play. Uh, what was it now? I, I should have screenshotted it. Um, that, I, I think the play is dead. Yeah, the play is dead and they just they yeah. would re, replay the down, I guess. Yeah. Um, so Raiders fans, understandably, you're not overly happy when something like that happens. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that really had an impact on the game. If I'm a Raiders fan, though, I'm probably choked about it. That's all I would say. Yep. Yeah. yeah if, it, if it happened to me, I would I wouldn't be happy about it. Um, you know, if I was on the Bengals side, I'd be like, "What are you talking about? There's nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't hear a whistle. Yeah. Um, I don't. I, I'm end of the day. I'm I'm happy for the Bengals. Um, it's fun seeing these young teams uh, with very exciting players do well. Uh, and continue on into the next round and a lot of pain and suffering. I mean, yeah. 31 years without a, without a playoff win. Um, so for the city of Cincinnati, it, it's got to feel pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, just one more thing about that before we move on. I, I always try to, whenever there's like a, a call that could go both ways and, you know, there's a bit of controversy with it. I always try to ask myself, like, how would I feel if I was a Raiders fan? And then how would I feel if I'm a Bengals fan? And I think you summed it up really well. If you're a Raiders fan, you're like, this is garbage. Like, we should at least have the chance, you know, to have that play redone. And you never know. Like, it wasn't like it was late in the game and it had no impact on the game. If they stop them there, that's a four-point swing. And it changes kind of like the dynamics of what you have to do. So I understand it from that perspective. But then if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan... I'm trying to think to myself, we have probably been on the receiving end of bad calls as well, or, or, you know, like, like the roughing the passer call, like, you, you know, you get some, you, some go against you. That's just like the nature of sports. Um, so at the end of it, it was a good game. It was exciting. Um, Cincinnati moves on and, uh, you know, if, Kansas City wins, they get to play the Tennessee Titans uh, in Tennessee. Which uh, I, I can tell you my my Titans fan, friend, friend of the show, Christian, is uh, not very excited about the potential of having to face the Bengals. No, I, I don't think anybody is. Like, the, this team is hot. They're young. They, um, they're kind of playing with house money, like myself and almost every other person in the world had them at the bottom of the AFC North, not making the playoffs at all, like improving the record from last year, um, but not making the playoffs at all. So really like you've got these young kids who are riding the highs of like, everything is so new. They've got nothing to lose. They get to play just like free, fast and loose. Like it, they're a dangerous team. They're, they're a very scary team uh, going into next weekend. Maybe an even scarier team. The Buffalo Bills put an ass kicking on the New England Patriots, 47 to 17. The Patriots were a top five ranked defense 
in the NFL in the regular season coming into this game. And the Bills almost put a 50-burger on them in, like, what, I don't know how cold it was there, but it didn't look comfortable, like, warm. It looked pretty damn cold. Um, Josh Allen throws for five touchdowns, 300 yards, uh, didn't turn the ball over at all. Uh, Devin Singletary was running out of his mind. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie decided he was going to be like, you know, uh, a dual threat player, kind of like a a Debo Samuel type uh, today. Mac Jones had some rookie struggles through two interceptions. um, But you and I both kind of messaged each other right away on the first interception. It's 7-0. Mac Jones throws this, this deep ball and Micah Hyde comes screaming out of nowhere to make an incredible catch. And as the game went on, I couldn't help but think to myself how big of an impact play that was to the and it, it happened in the first quarter, but it, it changed would, the game. It cha- you're right, Chris. It changed the entire game. Like Mac Jones looked defeated from that point on. Uh, and Buffalo was like, yeah, what What do you got? Bring it yeah. right now. Yeah, their defense got just an absolute high from that, from that pick, and nothing was going to knock them down. Totally. It, it, I saw one thing where it was just like, that is some Earl Thomas vibes with that, that Mike oh, Hyde yeah. pick. Like, just like, he came out of nowhere and just came flying in and just took it away. Yeah. Nope, that's my ball. Yeah, like that, was, that was a really well-placed ball. Like that, I always say like if you throw a ball like that or anything in sports where you make a great throw, a great pass, a great shot, uh, and somebody on the other team makes a ridiculous play to beat you, you can live with that. But it just seemed like, you know, the the rookie sensation of Mac Jones was kind of like shell-shocked. Like that was my best throw that should have been seven and I can't score. Like it yeah. was, he, or, or he drop, was seeing the ghost right? or drops. Like, like I thought it was like, I was like, Oh, he's got him like that. It was a gorgeous throw. And I, I, I didn't think Hyde was going to come down with it. I thought new England was going to get the touchdown there, or it was just going to go in, in, you know, bobbled in and up in the air and, and just fall down. But yeah, I was, <laughs> I had to watch it. On, yeah. I had to watch it on replay mind. a few times to be like, how did he get to that ball? Like, uh, in live time, I thought for sure that was, you know, a touchdown. Uh, we have our buddy Ryan Hank here from the PP1 joining in on the conversation. I did see his tweet. Uh, I did predict Josh Allen would get 89 rush yards. He got 66. Sorry. Not- so you were wrong, Ryan. Yeah, Thank you, you for wrong. telling us. <laughs> <laughs> the the really interesting part of this game, though, is uh, early on, uh, you know, Ryan was onto something here. Early on, um, Josh Allen was running the ball very, very effectively. He was getting just like chunk yards, uh, and it looked like New England had no answer for that. Uh, and just when he starts, you know, running kind of all over them, you know, for I think there was like a, you know, a 17 yard run, a 26 yard run. Uh, he then just stops and throws the ball instead. And, um, you know, obviously Josh Allen is one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL for a reason. He can do it on, you know, through the air. He can do it with his legs, uh, his passing today. He only missed four passes all game. Um, and, and again, like 
I, I think it's so understated how cold it probably, I could go check a weather report, but you know, clear sub-zero temperatures, uh, very hard to throw a, a good ball. You would think some of his receivers would have the New England hands that they had out there and drop a couple, but uh, he he played phenomenal. He he led the team, obviously. Um, but the, the person I was most impressed with, two people, Dawson Knox obviously made a ridiculous touchdown catch. Um, he, I can't believe how much Josh, how much time Josh Allen had to make that yeah. throw. Did you did you see that on the broadcast? It was something like uh, just under ten seconds, I think. No, I was. Uh, I, I think I just saw the, or I don't think I, I just saw the replay of it. Um, I was working on trying to get my ass out of work, so I wasn't. <laughs> I was wasn't watching football. So yeah. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen had enough time to make a coffee, Ryan says. It, it's true, the The offensive line there uh, really just... I mean, New England's defense, if you hold a receiver for almost 10 seconds, you can't be expected to do more. Like, if you're asking your secondary to uh, stay in coverage for even five seconds, uh, the other team's going to score. And uh, yeah, it's just... The, the Bills were, were, you know, shades of those early Bills teams that we thought uh, could make a deep postseason run, and now they're showing uh, exactly why. They are who we thought they are. We <laughs> let them off the hook. Yeah. Um, okay, let's. so we got through those two picks. We'll go a little faster, um, obviously, on our preview. So uh, tomorrow, two, uh, three games, sorry, morning game is the Eagles at the Buccaneers, uh, the afternoon game, the 49ers at the Cowboys, and then finally we have the Steelers at the Chiefs. I'm going to let you go first. Um, let's uh, let's finish off the AFC uh, since both today's games were AFC. So let's go with the night game tomorrow, Steelers at Chiefs. Who do you got? Um, The Chiefs. I think it might be closer than we realize um, just because the chiefs defense hasn't been, hasn't been great this year, but I mean, they seem to have been picking it up a little bit here later in this, in the season. Uh, but yeah. Give me the chiefs. Uh, ben Roethlisberger can't throw the ball further than five yards down the field. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, the, the, the chiefs are really coming on late in the season as well. Um, you know, really seem to kind of figure getting things figured out and getting their, their legs underneath them. They have played a lot of football these last two years. Um, but, uh, I'm taking them to, to win at home in prime time. Yeah. I, th- I think this one's a no brainer. Uh, I got the chiefs as well. A-, a couple key injury notes to watch for that, you know, could have a big impact on the game. Uh, Chiefs running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire is not going to play with uh, the shoulder injury that he sustained later in the season. Uh, The Steelers are going to have running back Najee Harris. Uh, He had some sort of shoulder or elbow thing going on last week. He did manage to uh, come in and finish the game off um, against the Ravens. And then the Steelers are going to get wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster back for this game. A little bit of like, just kind of like that shot in the arm that they need. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger, one of his favorite targets. Like you said, Chris, he doesn't like throwing the ball down the field because he can't anymore with his noodle arm. 
Uh, but Juju doesn't play that style of game. That's more of Chase Claypool's game or even, you know, Deontay Johnson on the sideline. Uh, so I think this one could be closer than what uh, I think Vegas has it as minus 12 and a half for Kansas City. I could see this game being within 10 points. Yeah, I think so too. Just because Mike and- Tomlin is, you know, coaching goes so far in the NFL. It's so underrated. And, you know, yes, Kansas City has uh, uh, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Steve Spagnola as head coaching coordinators, but Mike Tomlin just doesn't roll over and die. There's just something about his coaching style. Um, I could see this one being a 27 to 17 game for the Chiefs. And if they're getting Juju back, I mean, it gives them an opportunity to maybe get a little creative with someone like Chase Claypool and and use his size and his speed to put him in kind of that, you know, Debo Samuel, put him all over the field, put, send him on a jet sweep or, or whatever type of, of formation and, and see what you can create on, on offense with that. Yeah, just be creative with your play calls. Uh, use the insane amount of weapons Ben has at his disposal. So, you know, that's the most, in my opinion, that's the most obvious, like, oh, yeah, that game will, you know, be the Chiefs game. But uh, don't be surprised if the Steelers make a game out of it. Uh, Ryan's chiming in again. Much like the Bills did to the Patriots tonight, I am torching this chair cushion Go Cowboys. We have no idea what Ryan says half the time, but that's the fun of Ryan Hank. If you've never uh, got to interact with him. Um, Okay, let's move on to Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why don't you take the lead on this one, Steve? Okay, it's easy. I got the Bucs. Touchdown, Tim Brady just does not falter in the playoffs um you know he led the league in passing yards in touchdowns um they've i I know leonard fournette won't be there but they still have a good running game because of that offensive line uh they're gonna have mike evans there still uh i i just don't see how the bucks lose to the eagles but um, again i think this one is going to be closer than what people assume it is going to be. What do you have? Uh, give me the Eagles. Oh, and here we go. My upset of the weekend, and here it's we for go. the exact reason that you just said. They don't have Leonard Fournette. Um, can they trust Ronald Jones? Probably not. Who's yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn? I don't know. Um, for receivers, Mike Evans is banged up. Chris Godwin is out. Antonio Brown is, I don't know, in an uber has it has his uber driver dropped him off yet i have no (laughs) idea he's hanging out with kanye west somewhere probably um and their defense is is pretty banged up uh so get and i I saw uh was it uh was it levante david or devin white one of one of those two like linebackers anyways is is also questionable um might have been more on the the doubtful side Mm -hmm. uh for that game tomorrow so uh, yeah that's my my upset of the weekend i have the eagles over the buccaneers interesting um i'm just gonna backtrack for a quick second here ryan uh has a really good question actually are they so he's talking about the steelers game are they gonna put ben in a pass heavy deep ball type of game or are they gonna hope Najee gets a bunch of holes to run through uh i don't think Najee is as healthy as I think he's starting because he can run on the field uh, and he could probably carry it with his other arm. Uh, but I think they're 
probably going to use uh, their other running backs for the their most the majority of their run game. Um, I don't think they're going to make Ben throw a deep ball. Ben likes to throw those uh, those sideline screamers kind of idea. He likes to you know wide receiver screens, uh, cross shallows, slants like just get the ball out of Ben's hands and he can he can be still effective because he he's played for so long. He's a smart quarterback. Um, so yeah, Ryan, Benny Snell, um, or, um, why am I drawing a blank on the other? Yeah. Uh, Benny Snell I, will be I, the one that you gets most of the I touches. think the Steelers definitely lean on their run game a lot. The chiefs have a run defense ranked in the bottom third of the league. Um, they, they've definitely had some, some holes in their run game all season. Uh, I think it's gonna be a big game for Pat Freermuth. Yeah. Um, Ben's going to do whatever he can to avoid the honey badger, Tyran Matthew. Um, so that's going to be a lot of relying on the run game and uh, on his rookie tight end for your move. Totally. Um, okay. So we got a difference there. Uh, 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys. I'll start with this one because this one's my upset. Um, the Cowboys are the favorites at three points, but uh, the 49ers, I think, have everything to upset uh, the Cowboys. Cowboys defense relies heavily on, you know, turning the ball over with digs on the back end with Micah Parsons uh, disrupting the quarterback. I think if there's somebody who can scheme up uh, a game plan to eliminate your best players on defense, it's probably Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Debo Samuel has been unbelievable all year. Give me George Kittle in there. Um, you know, even someone like I'm not sure if uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to be back for this game, um, but even using a guy like Kyle Usechek as sort of uh, a dual purpose kind of player, I like what the 49ers do. I know you're probably gritting your teeth at me for this one, but that is my upset of the week. No, it's. I mean, I I I can see it happening. Um, I'm picking the Cowboys in, in in that game, but it definitely has all the you know the the recipe for an upset for the the Niners going into into Jerry's world and and uh, picking up a win out there. Um, I mean, it, it's going to be for the for the Niners. It's going to be or and for the Cowboys, or it's going to be can they stop Debo Samuel? Uh, and for the Niners, it's going to be what Jimmy Garoppolo shows up. Yeah. Those are going to be the, the kind of, I would say, two keys to the game um, is those kind of two players on the 49ers side. If uh, if it's bad Jimmy or the Cowboys are able to, to shut down Debo a little bit even, um, that's going to sway things definitely in the Cowboys' favor. Um, I mean, them not having Michael Gallup certainly hurts the offense, um, but... I'm taking the Cowboys at home uh, in a win. Interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably going to be the best game uh, of the weekend. And, and that's saying something considering uh, the Bengals Raiders game coming down to kind of the final play there. But um, I'm looking real uh, very much forward to that game. I also think Mike McCarthy is kind of a crappy head coach. So I think, I could see Mike McCarthy losing them the game by like, I don't know, maybe it's in the red zone. It's like fourth 
fourth and goal from like the three yard line and he kicks to get the points. Like it just seems like a Mike McCarthy thing to do. Whereas I mean, Kyle he's not Shen, Matt LaFleur. Yeah. He's worse than Matt LaFleur. <laughs> LaFleur did that exact thing last year. Yeah. Matt LaFleur wins games though. Um, okay. Let's do uh Monday's game. This one, I'm going to let you go first because you're just, I can't see how this is fun for you to pick because, uh, <sighs> Not only did we just talk about one of your division rivals in the playoffs, but let's talk about the other two division rivals of the Seahawks, both in the playoffs. Isn't this, isn't this a little weird? Um, five of our six division rivals made the playoffs. What a piss off of a year, but uh, Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Who do you got? Give me a uh, little Kyler Murray. Really? And the Arizona Cardinals. And I'm not even going to call it an upset because they are divisional division opponents. Um, and anytime you get those divisional games, like just weird things happen. So I'm not going to call it an upset. Um, the Cardinals are going to have JJ Watt back for this game. Um, I haven't heard or really looked into anything about uh, DeAndre Hopkins, if he's going to be back or not. Um, but I mean, really, it comes down to Matt Stafford. And I. You know, he could make me eat my words and, and I might get this this one wrong. Um, but Stafford's never – has he ever even made the playoffs? He's never won a playoff game. He's never been to the playoffs. Uh, he's never played in a big game. Um, so, yeah, give me, give me Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, the Rams – I just think they have too much talent on both sides of the ball. Not that the Cardinals don't, but um, is it really Matt Stafford's fault when Detroit never had a defense and uh, they gave him Megatron and said, uh, just keep throwing it to him and that's it? Um, you, you are right. Stafford has struggled down the stretch. Um, the other the other thing with this game, too, is, uh, you know, they're they're playing at SoFi for the first playoff game ever. Uh, the the Super Bowl is going to be in SoFi. But I've heard that the the home team at SoFi isn't always either L.A. team. It's sometimes the the road team traveling a little better. Arizona's not too geographically far away from L.A., so um you know, I, I'm excited for that game. I hope I'm hoping that's the game that's just an absolute shootout. Uh, just one of those classic games. I can remember, you know, about 10 years ago, it was like the Falcons versus the Packers. And it was just like touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. And you're like, yes, like cause this isn't my team. I just want to see some wild like scoring just come out of nowhere. So we we have a couple differences there, Chris. Um we will see who wins round one. Um, we should have, I guess we should have written these down. Oh, I did. Don't worry. I'm collecting okay. receipts, bud. You know, from keep my, the receipts, Steve. Keep the receipts from my one and one picks today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so before we leave, let's. Uh, we, we're not going to stay on too long today. Let's end it with uh, your Super Bowl prediction. Yeah. So out of the AFC. Uh, they're getting the King back just in time for the divisional round of the playoffs, uh, representing the AFC. I am taking the Tennessee Titans. Um, 
that might just also be because I'm cheering for the Titans the rest of the way. But yeah, I, I think they have, I think they have a good shot. I mean, they're getting Derrick Henry back right in time. He's going to be healthy. Um, you know, if their defense can, can hold up, um, there's no reason why that offense can't put up a bunch of points. And on the NFC side, this makes me want to throw up a little bit in my mouth. Um, the Dallas Cowboys. Really? Yeah. The Dallas Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Chris just said going to the Super Bowl. Wow. So I'm pitting a friend of the show, Christian up against my, uh, and one of his best friends, my uncle Ron pitting them against each other in a head to head matchup. Wow. I, I love that pick Chris. Um, just cause I did not see that coming. Like if you, <laughs> if you want some hot takes, that was, that was a fun one right there. Um, okay. I, I struggled with this one, you know, earlier today, part of me wanted to pick both number one seeds. Then part of me said, when does that ever happen? When does, when do things ever go to plan? Um, I think green Bay is stacked top to bottom quarterback, running back receivers. Uh, they're getting David Bakhtiari back. So their line is going to improve. Um, their defense is loaded with talent. Uh, Rashawn Gary just coming on so strong in the last little bit here. Um, I have Green Bay going against uh, Buffalo, and I'm so happy with the way Buffalo played. You kind of are right. It, it, this this sucks to say because you know these these are the last two teams to you know essentially eliminate the Ravens from the playoffs. But I had to decide between Tennessee and Buffalo. I th- I think those are the two most likely and then part of me also struggled with this idea of like well Kansas City has Patrick Mahomes Kansas City has this explosive offense Kansas City has a defense that underwhelms for lots of the year and then they come on strong at the end of the year and carry them Um, I think the AFC like it has been the entire year is going to be a crapshoot throughout this playoffs Um, and since my team isn't in it I am looking forward to all sorts of chaos. That is my one hope for the playoffs is that the wildest crap you've ever seen in football happens this year because uh, my heart went through a lot this season and uh, I just want other people to go through just, you know, just a fraction of some of the, the, the heart attack moments I had this year. So give me chaos for 500. All right, let's, let's get some double overtime in the Super Bowl. Some double, oh, imagine <laughs> overtime rules. It's only 10 minutes. Uh, remember, if imagine, imagine this that overtime in the, the playoffs and they drove down the field and scored a touchdown to end it. Oh my god. Uh, this is my buddy here. Uh, let's call him the resident Steelers fan of the show because uh, we haven't had another Steelers fan pop on. Uh, Winston was very, very polite to me when I saw him, uh, at work and, uh, didn't rub it in. Congratulations on your Steelers win. Um, he says the Steelers winning it will be wild. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then you turn off your PlayStation and go to bed and (laughs) (laughs) so what did you really do to make the Steelers win on Madden? Well, we got rid of Ben Roethlisberger. Uh... We put it on rookie mode. (laughs) (laughs) What's lower than rookie mode on Madden, Chris? Because that's where I'm going with it. (laughs) Oh, 
somehow they were playing the Detroit Lions. Nobody understands how they got there. That's right. <laughs> yeah. How did the Lions make it in? I don't know. It's it's Madden. Um, okay, let's uh we're gonna be on tomorrow, everybody, at sure. our usual time. Uh so, so oh, sorry, hold on. Go ahead. We heard who do you have winning the Super Bowl? Oh, right. We're picking a Super Bowl winner. I'm picking the Packers. I'm picking the pack attack to win the playoffs. Um, like for all the reasons I said. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. going Titans. So Titans for the so Super we're, Bowl. We're, we're both picking one seeds. Really, real, real brave of us. <laughs> you know what? I I had some real, real, real good hot takes uh on our preseason shows, and you you know, we'll we'll recap those at some future date from now. But uh, it didn't work out for me then. Why would I keep doing it now? Um, yeah, more of a realistic pick. Uh, yeah, so make sure you guys join us tomorrow. We'll probably be on at our normal time, uh, maybe even a couple minutes earlier than we normally are. Um, like Chris said, we are part of the Dean Blundell Network. You can find our our show there, and as well as some articles that we write at deanblundell.com. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, Bad Tattoo Brewing in Kelowna and Lake Therapy Apparel. Uh, go check out their stuff, badtattoobrewing.com and laketherapyapparel.ca. And I guess I should give you the last words today as well, Chris. Yeah, guys, uh, please give us a follow over on Twitter at ballhawks underscore pod. Don't forget Steve and I, Steve at SSFisher87. You can find me at PhillipsChris12. Uh, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, CastBox, as I think one that I've heard of before. Uh, and don't forget yes. to uh, subscribe uh, to the podcast wherever you do listen and leave us a rating and a review. Um, don't know if you guys know this or not. You can actually go on Spotify and leave a five-star review over there now as well. So we would really appreciate that. Uh, just, you know, helps with, with all sorts of things. Um, and, uh, I guess for my final word today, guys, uh, cause I mean, the Seahawks aren't playing, so I guess, uh, <laughs> tighten up. Ooh, very bold of you, Chris. Peace. I'm Jeff Woods and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all had. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know, and he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. 
wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.